Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was just out and about. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's daily NBA show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What's up, homies? Thanks for streaming the regular season finale of the Bet Slippin' Podcast daily NBA show. It's Friday, April 8th, and there's a nine-game slate tonight in the association. I actually have three best bets. My three best bets are the Detroit Pistons plus five and a half points. I'm taking the Miami Heat plus one and a half points, and I'm laying two and a half points with the Chicago Bulls, all home teams this Friday. Um, But first, some housekeeping. Um, This is the last NBA regular season podcast I'm going to record Saturday. There's a four-game slate. Sunday, there's a big slate, but I'm not going to give out picks publicly for either one of those days for different reasons. You know, the slate's too small on Saturday. And Sunday, I'll be watching the Masters, watching baseball, and not sure there's going to be much value to extrapolate from that slate anyways. But next week, I'll... uh, I'll, I'll be dropping a bed slipping podcast in your guys' feed with my co-host Nathan Beagle. I'll be breaking down the play-in games in some form. Most likely it'll be a podcast. I'll also be giving a, doing an NBA playoff preview, most likely in podcast form as well. I'll also be writing um, day in, day out for sportsbookwire.usatoday.com, the presenting website of this podcast. I'm doing NBA coverage Uh, throughout the playoffs, obviously, and I'll be doing baseball season-long. I also got a season-long MLB betting thread. You guys can check out at my Twitter, which is at Jeffrey underscore Clark, G-E-O-F-F-E-R-Y underscore Clark, C-L-A-R-K. I'll obviously be doing more MLB betting when the NBA postseason wraps up. And again, I'll be doing NBA writing, uh, postseason writing for sportsbookwire.com. And I'll also be public uh, posting picks on my Twitter if you guys want to follow along that way. I'm not sure if I'll do an NBA daily postseason podcast. I got to talk to the higher ups about that. But you can find out that news um, by following my Twitter and I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, thanks for supporting me as uh, far or as long as you guys have. Um, and if you fa- followed me this season, you definitely made money. If you faded me, you've definitely lost money. So if I've uh, made you some money, please do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review the Bet Slipping Podcast on Apple, on Spotify. Show us some love on social media. A couple of you have already done so, and I appreciate that. Um, but let's talk about some basketball. I, I guess my record's first. Uh, I moved to two, uh, eight and one on the week with a two and zero performance on uh, Thursday. My April long record, or my April record, excuse me, is eleven and one. My season long record when I started this podcast in the beginning of twenty twenty two was one thirteen and eighty one. So thirty two games above five hundred. I'm mostly picking minus one ten lines or. Sometimes I'll be minus 107 or minus 115, but you get the point. So most of those picks are against minus 110 odds. Uh, 
Um, 32 games above 500. Mm, that's no record to seize at. Um, but let's get into the handicapping today. Again, there's only there's a nine-game slate in the Association Friday, um, and I have three best bets. My first best bet, I'm taking the Detroit Pistons plus five and a half here. I think there's some suspicious line movement. Um, there is some suspicious line movement as far as movement as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this line open with the Bucks at seven and a half, and they're getting a majority of the action from the public, at least according to pregame.com. But the Pistons are getting a majority of the money, so it's like a pros versus Joe's game in the betting space. But the the odds makers have obviously reacted to the the pro money or the presumed sharp money. They've lowered uh, uh, the Bucks from a 7.5-point opening favorite to the current line at Tipico is 5.5. And, and no official uh, starting fives have been announced. So this line being as low as it is is suspicious anyways. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks obviously are much better than Detroit Pistons. They beat the Pistons, I think, 12 straight. The Pistons snapped that streak. Um, in their last meeting, actually, they beat them. I don't know. The Pistons beat them, though. Um, and but the, they've been double-digit favorites. I think six of the last seven meetings with the Pistons. Uh, yeah, with the Pistons, the Bucks have. And the the one time they weren't double-digit favorites, they were four and a half point favorites earlier this season. Giannis played, but the Bucks were missing Middleton and and Drew Holiday. So what I'm getting at here is. I think there's a good chance that Sharps or the books are seeing that perhaps Giannis and or Middleton and or Holiday could take a rest day here. Um, Milwaukee just played last night. Um, I'm spacing out on who they just played and beat. Hold on, let me pull that up right now. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, they beat Boston 127 to 121. They're sitting right now in the two seed. And while I don't think they're ducking anyone, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they fell back to the six, the three seed because then they, they wouldn't most likely have to play the, the Brooklyn Nets. You know, KD is good enough to will the Nets past any team in this in a seven-game series, in my opinion. But I also like the Pistons. Um, um, because it's just a better spot for them. They're ten and five against the number as five to seven point underdogs. Um, they're excuse me, my phone started ringing. Um, they're ten and one against the number in their last twelve versus winning teams, and they're ten thirteen and one against the number as home underdogs, and they got a plus two point one ETS differential in those spots. Also, Milwaukee isn't very good on uh, at least covering the number when playing on zero rest days. In the second of a back-to-back, they're 4-9 Milwaukee is against the number, and they have a minus 4.7 ATS differential. Um, so I like the Pistons here. I'm high on the Pistons moving forward, obviously, next season. They have nothing to play for this season, and maybe they just want to you know, go out on a winning note at home, beating the defending champion Bucks. I don't see the Bucks. I'm really caring that much about that game. And I think the line movement kind of um, further supports that argument and that narrative. Because otherwise, I'm going to look like a moron betting the Pistons, right? I mean, there's a very good chance the Bucks play everyone and just destroy the Pistons. There's even a decent chance the Bucks 
play everyone in the first half, get a big enough lead to rest everyone in the second half, and just cruise past the Pistons. But the Pistons have made us some money down the stretch. I'm feeling them this tonight. I just have a hunch they're going to cover. They're going to play well. So I'll take the Pistons. I'm, I'm Truthfully, I'm actually not going to take the money line. A lot of times when I bet the underdog to cover, I'll sprinkle on the money line, but uh, I'm not going to here. I'm just going to take the Pistons plus 5.5 points. It's my first best bet. Second, I'm going to take uh, the Miami Heat plus 1.5 at home against the Atlanta Hawks. This this line movement's absurd, and I I got to be honest, I can't reverse engineer it. So since I can't explain the line movement, I'd prefer to fade it and be on the same side as the house. Uh, Miami opened as a four and a half point favorite, and they've been bet all the way through zero to right now. They're plus one and a half, which is where I'm giving it out at. Um, I understand that the the Heat have a lot of guys that are banged up, nicked up, and they could be sitting a number of players. But Jimmy Butler's pending on the injury report, or pending in the starting lineup, I should say. Uh, Max Struess is actually listed as their starting shooting guard. Miami's been really good when that guy started. And they're pretty deep at guard with Oladipo and Hero coming off the bench. Um, and if, if you can if you can um, negate Trey Young and or get better backcourt play than Atlanta with Trey Young and Bogdanovich and Horder, then I don't really see where Atlanta has an edge in this spot. Um, and furthermore, Atlanta's a terrible defense. I think they're 26th or 27th in defensive rating. And Miami just crushes bad defenses. They're 23-7 and seven straight up versus bottom 10 defenses. They have a plus 9.1 adjusted net rating and a plus 3.6 ATS differential versus bottom, bottom 10 defenses, uh, according to cleaningtheglass.com. Part of that is they play elite pick-and-roll defense. They're six in defensive efficiency versus pick-and-roll action through ball handlers. And we know Trey Young is a huge pick-and-roll point guard. I mean, the the Atlanta Hawks run a top-five uh, highest frequency of pick-and-roll action through Trey Young mostly, right? And I've, I just feel like a lot of the market's betting the Hawks here because they assume the Hawks have more motivation to finish as the nine seed so they can get that first 9-10 playing matchup at home against the Charlotte Hornets. But, like, why wouldn't Miami be as motivated or more motivated to clinch the one seed, which is what I think is at stake here? I mean, given their injuries, their on-court altercations, both internally and against other teams, it would be an awesome moment for the Heat and Miami locker room to clinch the one seed in a pretty loaded Eastern Conference. Uh, they've missed Jimmy Butler for a lot of games. Of course, again, he, he had that infamous spat with Eric Spolster on the sideline, and, and despite all that stuff, Miami's had a hell of a season and could go into the playoffs hosting every playoff series. Um, so I think they're going to be at full motivation Either way, Miami is just so much better coach. They have a lot more continuity, uh, familiarity, and I like how they play more so than Atlanta. I mean, that's the nuts and bolts of it. And again, because I can't reverse engineer the line movement, I'm okay fading it. Um, and it's just a terrible spot for Atlanta. And, and and conversely, a great spot for Miami. Atlanta is 4-14 and on the road against against the spread on the road versus winning teams. 
They're one and four against the number in the last five visits to Miami. They're nine and eleven against the number when playing with a rest disadvantage. Uh, they last played on Wednesday. Miami last played on Tuesday. And Miami, with two or three days off, according to team rankings, is nine and six against the number with a plus. 6.6 ATS differential, and they're four and one straight up as home underdogs. So if they're getting points at home, they typically win outright. And of course, I think they're going to win outright here. I'm taking the Heat plus one and a half. Um, I can't really give you a, a lot of reasons on why I prefer the Heat plus one and a half more so than the money line. If I'm being honest, it's just one of those things. Like I just, I've seen enough games that a team is favored by one and a half, not cover the spread, but win. Whereas I'll just take the one and a half points of the heat. One and a half points with the heat, right? I said that right. Uh, all right, so that's my second best bet. Heat plus one and a half along with the Pistons plus five and a half. And to round out my bet slip for the bet slip and NBA regular season finale, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls minus two and a half, hosting the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Chicago needs to right the ship. They've been terrible lately. They lost three straight. Have been blown out in all three of those games. Billy Donovan, the head coach of Chicago, and All Star Zach Levine said this much to the press. Both of them effectively said they need to step it up here and start looking like the team, the Bulls team that we saw earlier this season. Um, and but. I do think it's a buy low spot for Chicago. Granted, they got crushed the last three ta- uh, three games, but those were against quality teams. In fact, some of the the three best teams in the Eastern Conference, as far as I'm concerned, they've been beaten by double digits in the last three by Miami, Milwaukee, and Boston. Whereas Charlotte has given up 144 points in both losses to Philly and Miami over the last seven days. So while Chicago has looked really bad recently, it's not like Charlotte's looked all that great. And Chicago owns Charlotte. They've won and covered, I think, five straight against the Hornets. Also, both these teams are like middle-of-the-pack, mid-tier teams. I think Charlotte's 16th and adjusted net efficiency in Chicago 17th, according to cleaningtheglass.com. But Chicago performs much better versus these mid-tier teams than Charlotte does. I mean, the Bulls' main issue is when it steps up in competition. That's where they get outclassed. But in this same middle tier where Charlotte rests, Chicago plays much better. They're 20-7 straight up versus teams in the middle 10 of net efficiency. They have a plus 4.2 adjusted net rating, which is good for 7th in the NBA, and a plus 2.8 differential. Charlotte, on the other hand, versus middle-of-the-pack teams are 13-13 and 13 straight up and a plus 0.9 adjusted net rating, which is just 14th. They also have, I think, a plus 1.5 ATS differential, which is obviously pretty good, but not as good as Chicago. It's also just a, it's a much better spot for Chicago. They're 20-4 and four straight up as home favorites and 20-1 and one or 21 and 7, excuse me, against the spread as home favorites. So they cover and went out right at home when favored. Also, they're 9, 5, and 1 against the number as 1 to 2.5 point favorites. And a big reason is because they're really good in the clutch. Chicago, 24 and 16 straight up in the clutch. They have the third best net rating at plus 15.2. On the other hand, Charlotte, not so good in the clutch, more below average. They're 19 and 18 straight up but have the 18th best 
net efficiency in the clutch at minus 3.0 net rating. And just for those of you at home, clutch is defined by games that are within a five-point margin inside of the final five minutes to play. So it's tight games, right? Chicago has DeMar DeRozan, who's been fabulous in the clutch this season. And Charlotte is still a young team, still learning how to win. So I'm going to take Chicago in an ultimate get-right spot. They want to finish their season strong here at home. I think this is too cheap of a number. I'm going to add that to the Miami Heat plus one and a half. And again, Bulls minus two and a half. And the Pistons plus five and a half. Just for the record, the Bulls minus two and a half is my favorite play of this this card. My second favorite would be the Heat. And then my third favorite is the Pistons. I'm more or less just feeling the Pistons um, as more of like a hunch. Whereas the other two teams, like I feel like I gave better analysis for. But... Again, I'll be back next week in some form to talk about the NBA playoffs and play-ins. I'll keep you guys um, briefed on those details when they when I get them on Twitter. Follow me at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Follow the podcast at Bet Slippin. Presenting website at Sportsbook Wire. And shout out to Typico, the sponsor of this podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed the ride and enjoyed the podcast. And I, I've helped make you some money. Um, I I continue to want to make you guys money and plan on profiting on uh, future NBA productions that I do. So follow me on Twitter, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.